I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. But not for much longer because this is the end of season two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Last episode of season two, guys. We're not going away. No, it's, no, no. It's just don't for worry. the season. We'll be back in September. Yes. Right? Some of us have to take summer yeah. breaks a little bit. And we're bit. not like totally taking off. No, we're, we're not. We'll talk more about that later. There will be stuff between now and September. But for sure. Not normal episodes but welcome to the season finale dun 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 we have that no was dramatic very, like, dramatic i know we have no dramatic cliffhangers <laughs> for you that was depressing super sounding. misleading my bad okay my you've got the question i've got the question yes. of the day what is the most beautiful view you have ever seen oh you've man. seen a lot this is why i'm interested to the most beautiful view i think well okay i'm gonna say my answer but it's okay. not necessarily the most beautiful but just like the whole thing together okay like you know i love sunsets yes i do not as big of a fan of sunrises right but if that's all i can get then okay yes so last year when we were in south africa like before we went the one thing i wanted to do well the one thing i wanted to do was watch the sunset on the beach in cape town okay that didn't work out so i was like well i can just get up really early and watch the sun rise and so it was just really cool we went a bunch of us went down to the beach. We were able to walk from, like, the little place, the lodge we were staying at. We went down to the beach. We sat there and, like, watched the sunrise. And there were these, like, fishermen, like, pulling in their nets and just, like, sitting there. And, I don't know, I got to think about, like, the sun's rising. It's the same sun that, like, is setting on the other side of the world. And, like, just thinking about, like, God's creation and just all of that. Like, I just love sitting there and just looking at that. And it was so pretty. Like, not a cloud in the sky. We watched it rise over the ocean. That was awesome, but then we went to Cape Point in Cape Town, like the lighthouse down there in the ocean, and it's so blue. Cape Town, basically. Let's just put it. Can I just have yeah. a blanket? Yes. A Cape city? Town, all it's the whole city. So pretty. Oh, that's like I so pretty. loved it. I would love to go back there sometime. Oh my gosh, and South Africa is such a special place for you, anyways. Yeah, it is. So. I love that. Yeah. So sweet. Um, oh gosh, I think. <laughs> This is your I question. Ha- I know I have mine, but it's so similar to yours. I don't want to like. Oh, like, it's okay. Oh. We know I'm a trendsetter. Go ahead. <sighs> That's true. As she flips her hair, you couldn't see that, or just flips my I sweater out of the way. I'm trying to get your clothes out of my yeah. face here in the closet. Um, when I was in Israel last mm. year, we um our last morning, which was about to be the longest 36 hours of my life, and I had no idea, but. We got up and everybody, well, not everybody, it ended up being like four people, wanted to go see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. We are out in the middle of the desert. Oh, wow. And so we went up to like the um, hotel, had like a back balcony basically, and went out there and we got to watch the sunrise in Israel. And uh-huh. it was like so pink and or- like orange. And it was just so cool. And I'd never seen a sunrise voluntarily. I'd seen it <laughs> rise on my way to work. But that was basically it. So, yeah, sunrising over 75 isn't quite the same. No, as- <laughs> no, not at all. So it was just so pretty and like so serene. Just knowing where you were mm-hmm. was really cool. That's really cool. So yeah, I just, we sound so like cultured, cultured right? Yes. Mm-hmm. We also really like driving over Lake Lanier, yes. driving over the dam. Yes. And watching the sunset. Yes. Love That's that. a favorite too. That's such a good, such a good view. I like driving anywhere and watching the sunset. I just like, like that's one of my favorite things. Anywhere with water. Mm. Water is kind of yeah. like my calming thing. Yeah. So, anyways, hope well, that, that was fun. Yes, that was a fun I little that one. random question. Good job. 
All right. So for our final episode of the season, we wanted to... We're kind of taking it full circle. Yeah. Like, this whole thing is kind of why we started this whole podcast. Yeah. So which we, we should probably recap. We should. So, Looking for the Middle, in case you don't know why it's called that, and you're just like, this is a really random name for a dating <laughs> podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you. Yes. That was the goal. Um, so, if you look at the spectrum of dating, on one side, especially in Christian dating, you have the I kiss dating goodbye, courtship. Like very strict, very conservative, legalistic, bordering on some for a lot of mm-hmm. people. I think yes, you have that on one side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, you have like Tinder and hookup culture and just the way the world dates, commitment phobes, and yeah, like the ex- even the extreme way of how the world dates. True, that's true. Yeah. So those are the kind of extremes we didn't really want to do either. Yeah. So we are looking for the middle there you go so many light bulbs probably just went off if you've joined (laughs) us within the past few weeks so you're welcome um so we kind of want to address the people in the first camp or either who maybe grew up in the first camp kind of like we did a little bit more of like you kind of realize you know all those things we heard growing up aren't really the way it is or it's not the way you want to pursue a dating relationship and that can be intimidating for sure. Like, that can be scary because I know, like, some of the things I grew up thinking or believing, I'm a rule follower. Same. And so I very quickly took those things to, like, a legalistic place, which is not the point. It's not the point of those things. I think there's a lot about the courtship culture and that mentality that is good. Yeah, like, the intention behind why very that much. is put in place is good. And even some of the things that are put mm-hmm. in place make sense. But I think you have a lot of people who take it to kind of that legalistic place, and that misses the point. Mm-hmm. And so... That's just kind of what we want to talk about. If you, <laughs> God, if you've kissed dating goodbye, how do you say hello again? Like, <laughs> so that's kind of what we're going to talk about is just kind of how to navigate that. We say navigate a lot. Yeah. And we both suck at directions. So that should tell that's you. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> Don't follow us anywhere. <laughs> that's oh, why dear. we're still looking for the middle. That's We've taken we 12 are. wrong turns. Yep. We just and we should have turned left at Albuquerque or yep. whatever Bugs Bunny always <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. So if we want to say hello again to dating, Mm -hmm. how do we start doing that? Okay. I think one of the first things is, and this isn't really, you know, a step-by-step guide, but let's forget, I never realized we just talked about labels and labeling all these things for about five minutes now, but let's forget the labels. Let's kind of just get rid of those, see through those, like for everyone who is a Christian, your goal should be to have a relationship that honors the Lord. Call it courtship, call it dating, call it whatever you want to. That is the point. That is the goal of the relationship. And if you're seeking to do that based on God's word, not based on other sources, then I think you're going to get really close to what you should be doing, regardless of what you call it think a lot of times, even within Christian circles, we get caught up on ascribing meaning to these labels that maybe like you and I could say the same thing, but it means something totally different. So the point, like I said, is a relationship that honors the Lord. Call it whatever you want to. Let's forget some of these labels. I think we label things more than we have to. Now there's good to have like definition and what you believe and like all of that. Yeah. Conviction very much. But when it comes to these other things, If we would just focus on honoring the Lord and living by his word, I think we'd be a lot better off. I totally agree. And I think we need to realize, too, that there 
are more options than just the super strict, over-supervised courtship or dating, like, the extreme of the world yeah. with the hookup culture. Like, those aren't your only two options. No. That's why we are looking for the middle. Not yeah. to, like, get punny on y'all. But <laughs> we don't have to just pick one or the other. No. You don't have to think about dating solely in extremes. There's... And even with from person to person, it's going to look different. You're personal struggles when it comes to this are going to be different than mine. Uh, your heart idols are different than mine. And so your dating relationship would look different than mine. And that's just the two of us. Everyone is, it's going to look different because you're different than we are, or we're different than you are, or we're different from each other. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to, like I said, get to what scripture says, focus on that. And like we've said before, there aren't any, you know, thou shalt date like this (laughs) verses in the Bible. I realize that. But there is a lot in the Bible about relationships. And one thing someone told me once is in the Bible, there are brothers and sisters in Christ. And then there are husbands and wives who would still be brothers and sisters in Christ. But there's not, you know, we're dating, we're engaged. We're, I mean, they were betrothed, but that was as binding as marriage was at that time. Like, And so I think like we were saying, get rid of those labels and think about a relationship that honors the Lord. Until we're married, this guy would be my brother in Christ. And so preferring them and wanting their best is what that looks like to the glory of God. Your heart is what matters. It's not following all these rules and doing all of these things. Now, sure, you're going to want to have standards in place and you want to have like boundaries and you want to have things that you use to protect yourself because we are all weak, sinful human beings and left to our own devices. We will always get in trouble. (laughs) So you want to have those things in place, but it's your heart that matters. Why do you want those things in place? Is it because you want to honor the Lord or because you want to check all the boxes and follow all all the rules and be the little goody two shoes? I've been in both of those camps. Mm -hmm. So I know like the heart is what matters there. What is your heart attitude in pursuing a relationship at all, regardless of the rules and technicalities you're going to follow? Well, I think this is where personal conviction is so important. And for you to really take the time to read the word on your own and really praying about Mm -hmm. your dating relationships or preparing to date or whatever so that you already have what you believe and what that conviction is set before you even get into a relationship. That's so key. And I think particularly within the church, I think, I don't think this was their intention at all, but I think the church has in a way kind of instilled this extreme view mentality Uh where it's either this way or this way. Yeah. And when you're pushing back against that, that can be super, like you said, intimidating. Yeah. It can be scary, especially if you're a rule follower. Like, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. You don't want to make anybody angry. But if you really take the time, you're like, you know what? No, I have studied scripture. I have prayed through this. And this is how the Holy Spirit has convicted my heart about this. Right. And this is how I can back it up with scripture. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to move forward Yeah. With. You need to make all of those convictions your own. Mm-hmm. Not just because, and they may tells line up right with what whoever it was told you. Your parents. I mean, we're all for family involvement. I don't have to take my dad on every date I go on. I'm not. I don't think there has to be a chaperone twenty four seven. But I think family involvement is huge. And so your convictions may line up exactly with what your parents always told you, or what your church says, or your pastor, or the guy on the podcast you listen to. Whatever it is, but they need to be your convictions. You need to take the time 
to really solidify that for yourself, even if they do completely line up, because it will be tested at some point and you need to know why you believe what you believe, not just what you believe. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I think it's so important when you're figuring this out to ask yourself, okay, why is this a boundary mm-hmm. I'm putting in place? Yep. Why is this a conviction that I have? Because if the answer is because my parents told me to, like, you've got to have a little bit more than <laughs> yeah. that. And that's just part of growing in your faith in general. Because oh, yeah. if you think about, I know for me, this happened when I went off to college. Mm-hmm. It, be- it didn't just become, oh, well, I was raised in this and this is what my parents always told me. They so don't I just know what you're doing. It. No, it's like, why do I believe what I believe? And I've got to figure that out for myself. And the longer that you are walking with the Lord, like you're going to have those experiences. You're going to have that time to really grow Mm -hmm. and to learn his word and all of that. But I think it's so important that you find those convictions. And like you said, you get your heart in the right place because you can perfectly follow all of the rules of a Uh typical courtship relationship and still not be pursuing a relationship with the right heart. Sure. Or on the other hand, you can enter a dating relationship that some people may think isn't conservative enough or whatever, but you may be totally honoring the Lord in that. Oh, yeah. So one does not, one or the other is not more honoring. Mm -hmm. It's where your heart is at, where the guy you're dating's heart is at, and you moving forward in your conviction that way. Well, and I think talking about, like, what your convictions are and where, you know, both of you are at with that, The chief conviction of all of that should be that I will honor the Lord, whatever that looks like, regardless of what I think right now. Mm. So you're saying you want to know why you believe the convictions you do, but you also need to come at it with um, when you're approaching scripture and you're reading with the mentality of, Lord, I want to do what you call me to do. I want to be what you have called me to be, even if that means doing hard things, even if that means not doing this the way I want to, even if that means, you know, I've got to do this differently. That should be your overarching chief goal. And whether you're courting someone or dating someone, if the guy you're with isn't pushing you towards that as well, then... Red flag. (laughs) Lots of red flags. I had a friend one time who was like, forget a red flag. There's a red tent over there. (laughs) Just get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're joking, but you know, y'all know what we mean. Um, Now, one thing you talked about a second ago was like talking about how this is partly just some of it comes with age. You make these convictions your own. How would you say age factors into all of this? Because like we've talked about before, people are getting married later and later. And that's in the church as well. Like it's still... Christians get married typically younger than most still, but it's getting older. So when we're talking about what Christian relationships look like and your parents, you know, should be involved and you want that outside counsel, what does that look like once you're older? Because like both of us live on our own. So it's, or with roommates, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not, we're not at home anymore. anymore. Yeah. And so we're still like under our dad's umbrella of authority, but we're not... It's just different. Yeah. What do you think? Like, how do you think that looks? I've actually had a few conversations with my dad about this recently. Just kind of talking about, like, I would still want the guy that I'm with to ask my dad for permission to oh, totally. marry me. Yes. Because my dad didn't ask my mom's Oh, really? Dad. And I don't think I don't know my, my dad either. I don't think my uncle asked okay. my... That's important it, to me, though. Oh, it's very important to like, me. Like, I think it's very sweet. I think it's very honoring. I think it's very respectful. My dad... He was like, I don't care if he does. Like, I'm not going to make him. Okay. I think my dad would. (laughs) Yeah. I think your dad probably would. But I think the older you get, the more, especially once you move out of your parents' house, the more your relationship with your parents shifts to, like, a mentor Uh and a 
source of wisdom, not not that they're not in as much of authority, but like you are independent on your own. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like where was I was in high school. If I even started talking to a guy, my parents were involved so sure, quickly and they're exactly. like, okay, well, when are you like when we is need he to meet him before over? y'all go out exactly. and all that stuff? And now I can meet somebody and start dating him and then you a bring month him or home. two and then I bring him I was like, hey, I'm already with him, but I want y'all to meet right. him. So I think it's even more important as you get older that those convictions are in place and that whether you may not be close with your parents, so this may not necessarily be as big of a point to you, but that you have some sort of older mentor in your life that can speak wisdom into you as you're preparing to date or as you're preparing to get into a relationship, Uh that you value that. Right. And that you are implementing things that they, maybe they've walked you through. Yeah, someone who knows as, you well. Yes. And yeah. So, like you said, my parents aren't going to go on all my dates with me. Now, my mom tracks me to make say, sure your mom's that I'm alive. There. Oh, my gosh, y'all. My mom, we have the Life360 app. That if y'all thing, heard I of tell this. you. So, my, well, now it's all, well, Brett's not on it. It's me, my sister, uh-huh. my sister's boyfriend. Now, they just graduated high school. So, Dan- they're younger. Daniel okay. put him on there. Yeah. My parents... Both my mom's parents and my dad's mom are Good now all this. Now, for the older, like, my grandparents, it's in case, like, oh, something happened okay. and we need to know where they were. I gotcha. But my mom knows where I am all the time. And so, like, if I drive really far she's somewhere, like, where are you she's going? like, you okay? You're not. She looks like you're on the side of the road. I'm like, mom, I'm not on the side of the road. I am fine. <laughs> I'm sitting in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But anyways, it looks different, I think, the older you yeah. get. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be seeking wisdom and valuing some older relationships that you have with people, whether that's your parents or mentors or grandparents or whoever that can speak into that. But I think the authority looks different the older you get. Well, yes, I think there's a respect part of that. But then I also think like if your parents are Christians, you're a Christian, this guy you're dating is a Christian and he's wanting to like pursue something serious, whether it be engagement, whatever. If your dad or your mom or like your parents are saying, hmm, no, I don't know if we can approve of that. Like, that shouldn't be something you say, well, thank you for your input, but I'm an adult. Like, for me, it wouldn't. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, we won't, like, let's talk about this more. Let's see why. And if, at a certain point, I mean, you have to decide whether or not you think that is valid. Like, you can get outside counsel still. But it would take a lot for me to move past just dating someone. Yeah. Engagement, marriage, whatever it was, without my parents' approval. Yeah. Would you? No, I think... Well, this is this is what I was leading to when I brought I'm up. Sorry. No, no, I we both took rabbit trails. Okay. It's totally fine. When I was talking about ha- having this conversation with my dad, oh yeah, he told me he was like, "Kristen, I trust you completely. So if you are bringing a guy home that you want us to meet, that uh-huh. you have really gotten to know and asked the right questions, right? And you know his faith is in a good place and whatever. He's like, I am going to trust your judgment on that, and." I mean, I ask my parents for their feedback. If right. They, and they've given me red flags in past relationships. They're like, hey, I don't know about this. And I'll go yeah. look at it and try That's to figure it out. And talk about it more. Yeah. And, then kind and of normally say, okay. they're right. So yeah. it's not like I really had to, you know, figure it out. But my parents, one thing they've modeled really well for me is, and I don't, I would have a really hard time, like you said, if my parents didn't approve of the guy I was with to still go ahead and marry him. Yeah. But they're like, Kristen, if you are really praying about something and you really feel like God is leading you to do something, like that needs to be your ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. And then we will 
talk. Right. But then my dad's also like, if he loves the Lord and he loves you, that's my main concern. Sure. Like, we will talk about everything else. Yeah. So I think it's just... It's not an unreasonable... Sta- like, it's no. not like either of our parents are like this unreasonable standard no. that they're looking for. Gosh, Which no. means if the guy doesn't meet that, then it's like, it's concerning. oh, hey, maybe mm-hmm. I should, you know, pay a little more attention to that. Yeah. I think really the only reason my dad would be like... Or my mom. My mom's a little more vocal than my dad on stuff like this. But, <laughs> um, like, if there was something seemingly lacking with his faith yeah or if he treated me poorly yeah those would be the two things be like "Mm, don't really yeah (laughs) don't really like this other than that i think it would be that makes sense yeah i think all of that to say we're getting really personal into our family history and dating and whatever (laughs) but these are things to think about whether you Mm -hmm. are dating somebody now whether you are wanting to date somebody you're about to start dating somebody you're moving forward maybe towards engagement Whatever that looks like for you, making sure that you're not doing this in isolation. Yes. And that you are, however it looks like in your circumstance, seeking that wisdom and counsel from people who know you, who you respect, who have your best interest at heart. And ultimately seeking the Lord. Yeah. And I mean, in a more strict setting, like if we're talking about courtship versus dating, in that more strict setting, there may always be a chaperone around. And it may be that, you know... Your dad or the girl's dad. I don't know how to say that. It may be that the girl's dad has a very hands-on, like, closely monitoring role in the relationship. And I know that can often be one of the things that's the most frustrating. So I would, like, again, it goes back to your heart. What is your motivation and why that is frustrating? Well, I'm not saying that it would drive me crazy if I was on a date and my dad went with me all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, why is it frustrating? Is it because you want, like, what do you want to do? Yeah, is that, it because you're wanting to really just spend time alone and you want him to, like, have conversations right. with you that are important? Or do you want to spend time alone? Exactly. <laughs> There's a difference. If you're wanting to get to know him in a one-on-one setting, that's great. Yes. If you're wanting to just go make out so and no one's around, that's probably not the best all the then, time. Then, you know... There's balance. There's balance there. But the, your intention needs to yeah. really be measured I in this think situation. The, the point of that, like the point of that involvement is good. It's to provide guidance and it's to help like protect you as a couple. So like if your dad is wanting to do that from that loving place, like that's so good. The principle behind that is so good. The execution may be a little overboard. Um, but like if you find yourself in that situation, like I would just encourage you, like this is a great opportunity for you to respect your elders, to let the Lord work in your heart, to not be bitter or resentful or frustrated. This is your dad loving you. Now, if you're 27, 28, 29, and your dad's going on every coffee date you go on, or I just say your dad, if there's a chaperone and like you don't feel like that's necessary, you can have these conversations. It's okay. But remember, they are your parents. They are the people that God has been in your life or your mentors or whoever. So take what they're saying seriously, but you can establish like your own convictions as well. Yeah. And just keep, like you said, that open dialogue going with these people, whoever they are, throughout the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's not just a, hey, this is a hard and fast rule from the very beginning. And the more you get into it, like, okay, maybe this doesn't need to be a hard and fast Mm -hmm. rule. And you just keep that conversation going. But the important thing is, as Bethany coined the phrase, (laughs) don't date in a bubble. Like, if we could sum all the last 10 minutes that we just talked into (laughs) one sentence, it's just don't date in a bubble. Look for people who can pour into you and to your relationship right now, whether you're in a relationship or not. Right. Because you want it to be people who know you well. Exactly. So if it's, if you, you can't wait until you're in a relationship and then be like, oh, hmm, I need to find someone who can tell me if this is a good idea. Start that now. If you're in this place of like, okay, 
I don't really know courtship, dating. I don't really know what I'm like. Find someone who can begin to pour into your life now so they can get to know you. You can get to know them because then when they give you hard counsel or they give you hard feedback, you'll know they love you. That relationship has been built. And at the same time, they will be able to give you educated feedback because they actually know you. Yeah. And then when it comes time that you are in a relationship, you get to bring him around these people. Exactly. Whether it's your friends or your family or mentors or whoever. And you get their input. They already have a baseline of what you're looking for, what Mm -hmm. you struggle with, what your priorities are, where you're headed in the future. And they can take all of that knowledge and use that as they filter through their interactions with him. And they can give you honest, loving feedback. Yeah. And that's the important thing. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you want to talk about boundaries? Oh, yes. I love talking about boundaries. (laughs) Okay. You kick us off then. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on this eventually because we get a lot of questions. We do. This is coming up. It'll be probably pretty early in season three. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on like boundaries, the question we get all the time, how far is too far, which I hate that question. Yes. But we'll talk talk about about why why we hate that question later. But yes, let's talk for a second though about boundaries in this context. I truly think I've never been just full disclosure and I didn't read I Kissed Dating Goodbye growing up. Yeah, I I read it. My parents, they were conservative and involved, but they were not like that far on the end of things. So, but I will say with courtship, I totally believe and understand that one of the intentions behind courtship was to instill and protect physical boundaries, which I appreciate. And it's important. Oh, especially in like high school. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a wonderful thing. Well, I think it's good as you get older, too. I mean, it doesn't get any easier to wait the longer you have to wait. So, yeah, yeah, that's a very good thing. It's just when you take some of those things and some of the rules are put in place, and this is not, this is case by case. When some of those rules are put in place, a lot of times by parents who love their children, but it's a lot of time put in place as a fear-based thing. It's like if I give them all these rules to follow then nothing bad will happen. Then they won't do any of this stuff. Then, you know, my 17-year-old daughter won't end up pregnant. Like those, it's a fear-based thing, not teaching your children why it is right to honor the Lord. It's a subtle thing there. You do all the same things, but when the motivation is out of fear, you kind of miss the mark. Not kind of, you do. You miss the mark. And so that's why it's tough sometimes to know I think that's why we get a lot of questions about this is because people don't know because it, one, it's not talked about enough, but two, a lot of it's fear-based and that is just not what you want. My old boss and I actually had a conversation about this one time, which was, he was preaching on it, which was very (laughs) interesting, but it was like, if you take, if you want to just go to the extreme, like sex before marriage. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And all we hear, especially growing up in a Christian home is don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. It's awful. And you'll get pregnant or you'll get an STD and it's just going to be terrible. No, like, I mean, yes, but no, but yeah, no, like certain parts of that are true, but like sex is a good thing. And in the proper context, in the proper context, and God created it to be this wonderful, beautiful, intimate thing between a husband and a wife. And no one ever talked about that growing up. It was right. just, don't do it. But exactly. like, if you think about it in a way of, hey, I'm not going to do it just because it's bad, quote unquote, <laughs> or, hey, I'm not going to do it because 
this isn't honoring to the other person. This isn't honoring to the Lord. This isn't honoring to myself. This isn't honoring to the person I could end up marrying if it's not this person. Exactly. And you start thinking through it in that lens, it gives you a whole different perspective than just the legalism of, oh, I shouldn't do this because it's bad. Mm -hmm. And getting a little like fired up about this. Get it. (laughs) But I think we have to differentiate between having physical boundaries in place and just calling physical contact in a relationship a bad thing. Yeah. Because it's not bad. I mean, how many times have we talked about on here? You should want to be physically affectionate with the person you're dating. If you don't. In a self-controlled way. Like yes. that's like, no, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, like yeah. that's your point of like, that's the difference yeah. between. Yeah. It's not that you don't ever want to look at them no. or sit close to them you or whatever. Wanna, like hold hands and you want to kiss and you want to like, you know. And I mean, that's why it gets difficult the longer you're with somebody because you want to go all the way with them. That's why you need those boundaries in place. And that's why the boundaries are important. And so I get the intent behind the courtship and the chaperoning and all Mm -hmm. of that totally. And again, especially when you're younger. The intent is good. Yes. The execution is sometimes off. And that's why I think so many in our generation are struggling or, or struggle with this is because it was never clear growing up. And so it's like, okay, now you're of age, get married. And you're like, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what we were saying with conviction is really trying to figure out, okay, why should I not have Mm -hmm. sex before I'm married? Why should I have physical boundaries in place? Is it just so I can say I waited and I checked all the boxes? Or is it because I really wanted to honor the Lord with my body and I wanted to honor Mm -hmm. whoever I was with? Yep. At the same time. One will turn you into a good little Pharisee. The other will (laughs) be a joyful life focused on honoring the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just, when you say it like that, there's no comparison, but I know. Yeah, I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but that's really, I mean, really, that's what it is. Yeah. And when you've grown up being told these rules and you're a rule follower and you've been raised in that, it's hard to pull back from that because Mm -hmm. you feel like you're doing something wrong. Right. But when in reality, you're really just reframing the way you're looking at things. Exactly. Okay, so we've kind of talked a lot about one versus the other. We've talked about your heart a lot. But if you are coming from this super strict courtship legalistic place, like that's the only environment you've been in. And now you, you know, or maybe you've just grown up and matured and realized you're at a point where you've kind of taken the reins of your dating life a little. How do you say hello to dating again? Let's list a few things that just might be helpful, like. Go do this, and then that will help. <laughs> yeah, I think first and foremost, and this is going to be the Sunday school answer, but <laughs> you seek the Lord first. You really get into a humble posture, an attitude of prayer. You're getting in scripture, and you're like, okay, Lord, examine my heart on this. Mm-hmm. Why do I want this? Why is this important to me? What is my goal for yeah. dating and being in a relationship? Is it to say that I am dating or I'm in a relationship or is it to honor you? And yes, that sounds like a dumb rhetorical question, but these are really good things for you to think of as you're seeking him and really trying to use this time while mm-hmm. you're not with anybody to get your heart in a good place to where you're as prepared as you can be, yeah. hopefully by the time you get in to a relationship with somebody and just taking the time to honestly evaluate why you're changing this Mm -hmm. part of your life. Why are you changing from maybe the courtship rule-based strict mentality to something different? Mm -hmm. Is it just because you don't like rules and you want to be a little more liberal with things? Or is it because, okay, no, I see the value in this and I see that my outlook on it was not the best. Yeah. 
So don't think... don't be dependent on rules. That's one thing mm-hmm. I would encourage people. Don't be dependent on rules mm-hmm. and be legalistic. But also don't rebel against them either just for the sake of rebelling against them. Exactly. Like we've said, we've said so many times, the rules are probably good. It's your heart in following them is where you get off course. So, yeah, there's a, you know, a balance there for sure. And then two, just as an encouragement, you don't have to have all of these things figured out tomorrow. You don't have to know everything you think about dating versus courtship tomorrow. Take it slow. You can figure it out and don't stress yourself out just because you don't know everything right now. That's okay. That's a good point. I mean, we have, I mean, not to like, you know, shameless plug ourselves here, but we're about to be done for the season. So go back and listen. We've got practical episodes on first dates and talking to boys and how do you know if they're interested and like all this stuff. Go listen to some of those things. Take the time to kind of figure that out. And I think it'll be helpful. Yeah, it's a process. Yes, so exactly. Don't feel like you've got to rush through this because what if I meet him tomorrow and I don't know what I think? Like, yeah. And who cares if you don't? Yeah. Like, we don't have everything figured no. out. And we do a podcast on this. And I mean, even if you start dating someone, just tell him, hey, I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. And that goes across the board, whether it's being honest with him or just being honest with the other people in your life, like your friends or your family, be honest about where you're at. What's confusing? What questions do you have? What are you struggling with? Like you don't have to assume that people are going to think you're weird because you used to think one way and now you're thinking a different way and you're trying to figure out what your convictions are and why you believe what you believe about this and how you want to date in the future. It's okay to be honest about how you're processing things and what questions you have. And that's the importance of seeking wisdom on this. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about, you know, solidify your convictions. Know what you believe. Know what you think. But that doesn't mean you can't ever talk to someone else about it. No, this is not a lonely process. (laughs) No, but two, it may be awkward. It may be weird. You may feel awkward. Embrace the awkward. It's Bethany's mantra. (laughs) I can be an awkward person. I have to. (laughs) So be okay with a little awkwardness. It's fine. Everybody else is awkward, too. You're not the only one that's ever thought or done whatever you're thinking or doing. So it's okay. But then the last thing I would say, and we can go from here, just remember, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning. If a godly marriage is the end you're trying to get to, honoring the Lord with your relationships up until that point is a really good means to that end. I won't say it's the only one. I won't say that you could have the most not God honoring relationship and then God could change your life and have the most godly marriage down the road. That can happen. It won't be easy. So start now honoring the Lord with your relationships. Whether you're with the person you're going to marry or not, maybe you don't even know them. Who knows? But honor the Lord now with your relationships. That's the biggest thing. Call it what you want to. That's where it's really at. And cue end of season two. Oh, man. How beautiful was that? <laughs> I can't believe it's over. I can't either. But we, we're not sad because we're not leaving. It's That's just, true. That's true. It's weird. So this is the end of season two, which means there's not going to be a couch cast on Friday. <laughs> but tears. next week we are going to kick back up. We have a Q&A series we're doing uh, the month of July. So we'll be back next week. Don't worry. We're gonna, we've are gonna. we had a lot of listener questions that we really just thought, you know, they're good questions. And we wanted to give them a little more time and a little more prep than a couch cast would get. Uh, because we don't prep anything for those. Nope. Uh, and so we want, we thought they needed a little bit more attention. So we're going to give them that attention. There'll probably be several questions an episode throughout July. 
And then... Those will still be on Wednesdays. Yes. So we'll have our normal day. And then I think we'll probably pick back up with Couchcast in August. Yeah, that's Like normal. And then season three in September. And we've got some cool stuff for you coming with season three that I think you'll want to stick around for, for sure. Lots of fun announcements. Yes. We've got some... I think we've been teasing these resources we're working on different you know online dating stuff we have had a lot of questions about that so we've got we've been putting together some resources for you guys which will be i think very helpful so we'll talk about that we've got all kinds of other stuff so until then i'm bethany and i'm Kristen, and this is looking for the middle mm-hmm.